Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss, and I'm continually encouraged night after night to remain in my Creator, which in turn has helped me to grow in so many ways, even as I sleep. And I hope you find that same encouragement as well as you listen. And you can have full access to all our sleep stories, commercial free. Just text the word ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the Abide app. Just text ABIDE to 22433. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Hello, I'm Melissa. Thanks for joining me tonight for Sleep Scriptures as we hear Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians in the New International Version. 1 Thessalonians was likely Paul's earliest letter, written shortly after the first church community was formed in Thessalonica. The Christians there were persecuted for defying Caesar and declaring Jesus as king. Paul wrote this letter to reconnect with the Christians there after having to flee. Timothy had reported that the church was flourishing despite their persecution. Paul opens the letter by thanking the Thessalonians for their faith and reminding them of their conversion and of the time he spent with them. Paul emphasizes that the essence of Christian leadership is not about power, but relationships and service. Just as Jesus was persecuted, Paul is now persecuted by his fellow Jews, and he has this in common with the Thessalonians, who face hostility from their Greek neighbors. This brings comfort to Paul, because their suffering means they're participating in the story of Jesus. Paul implores them to remain committed to holiness. He explains that following Jesus' teachings on sex and marriage looks vastly different than the culture surrounding them that dishonors and destroys. He encourages them to be known as reliable, hard workers, so they have the resources to be generous to those in need. The Thessalonians had raised questions about the future return of Jesus, and Paul responds by explaining that nothing can separate them from Christ's love, not even death, like the martyrdom they were facing. Christians who have died will rise to meet Jesus when he returns, and the hope we have in his return should motivate us to live a life of faithfulness, as if that future day is already here. The book of 1 Thessalonians reminds us that following Jesus is countercultural. It's full of holiness, love, and a future hope. So when we meet hostility, our response should always be love. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13 says, May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. 
Paul prayed that God would strengthen the faith of the Thessalonians so they would be blameless and holy, not sinless, because no one is without sin, except for Jesus, who has paid its penalty, so that they would be set apart with all the Christians who will be resurrected. So if you believe in Jesus' death and resurrection, you too are set apart as holy and blameless. Think of yourself now in that way. As God sees you, holy. Imagine your whole body as holy before God. Nothing about you is imperfect or impure. Allow his vision of you to overtake the way you see yourself. Holy and blameless. You are blameless in his eyes. Dear Holy Father, strengthen the heart of this listener so that they will be blameless and holy in your presence so that when your son Jesus comes again they would be set apart with all your holy ones let these scriptures increase their faith so they will trust without a doubt that they have a future hope in you as they sleep tonight let it sink in that you see them as holy and blameless you see them covered by Jesus gift of a perfect life the penalty for their sin has been paid in full when Jesus said it is finished on the cross reveal that truth to them through your word in first Thessalonians in your presence they are holy and blameless we thank you for this the gift of your son and the hope we have in his return it's in his name that I pray amen first Thessalonians 1 Paul Silas and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ grace and peace to you we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ for we know brothers and sisters loved by God that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words but also with power with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction you know how we lived among you for your sake you became imitators of us and of the Lord for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit 
And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols, to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. 1 Thessalonians 2 You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi. As you know, but with the help of our God, we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We're not trying to please people, but God, who tests our hearts. You know we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else. Even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We work day and night in order to not be a burden to anyone while we preach the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is the Word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. For you, brothers and sisters, became imitators of God's churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from your own people the same things those churches suffered from the Jews who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and also drove us out. They displease God and are hostile to everyone in their effort to keep us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. In this way, they always heap up their sins to the limit. The wrath of God has come upon them at last. But brothers and sisters, when we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time, in person 
not in thought. Out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you. For we wanted to come to you. Certainly, I, Paul, did again and again. But Satan blocked our way. For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are glory and joy. 1 Thessalonians 3 So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who was our brother and co-worker in God's service, in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. For you know quite well that we are destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted. And it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you, and that our labors might have been in vain. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. 1 Thessalonians 4 As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans, who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins, as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God the very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Now, 
about your love for one another. We do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we'll be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another. And so we'll be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians 5 Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly, as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always 
Strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Lord God, let these words become life in this child tonight. Let them live in peace with all, acknowledging the good in those around them. Help them to encourage others and to be patient that they would not pay back wrong for wrong. Let them rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in everything. Help them to hold on to what is good. God, may you sanctify them. May they be kept blameless until you come again. It's in the faithful name of Jesus, the one who is able to do all things, that I pray. Amen. Now, allow this guiding verse from 1 Thessalonians to sink in even deeper. Chapter 3, verse 13 says, May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. May he strengthen your heart. May he build up your faith to believe. You are blameless. You are holy. In his presence, in the presence of our God and Father, when he returns, on the day when Jesus returns. Now let's hear about Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians so we can be encouraged to live with hope and faithfulness. Paul sent the second letter to the Thessalonians because he had gotten word that things had gotten worse for them. The persecution had intensified, and they were still confused about Jesus' future return. Paul is worried that they may give up on Jesus during their oppression. He reminds them that they are participating in God's kingdom because of their suffering. Jesus became king by suffering on the cross 
and so his followers will show this victory by remaining nonviolent like Jesus. There was someone in the church that had been spreading false information, saying that the day of the Lord had already come and that Jesus had abandoned the Thessalonians. Paul is upset by this, explaining that the return of Christ should only inspire hope and they should stay faithful until Jesus returns to deliver them finally Paul issues a challenge to those being irresponsible and refusing to work by relying on the favor of those in the corrupt culture around them they became entangled in the sin of others it's ideal that they provide for themselves so their lives can be a benefit to others second Thessalonians shows us that the early Christian belief in Jesus's return and hope for final justice are not meant to lead them to speculate on when he will return but to inspire hope and faithfulness for the persecuted Christians encouraging us that what we hope for will shape how we live second Thessalonians 1 Paul Silas and Timothy to the Church of the Thessalonians and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ we ought always to thank God for you brothers and sisters and rightly so because your faith is growing more and more and the love all of you have for one another is increasing therefore among God's churches we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring all this is evidence that God's judgment is right and as a result you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering God is just he will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well this will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus they will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among those who have believed this includes you because you believed our testimony to you with this in mind we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith we pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ second Thessalonians 2 concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him we ask you brothers and sisters not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us whether by a prophecy or by word of mouth or by letter 
asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in this way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things, and now you know what is holding him back, so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. 2 Thessalonians 3 As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves 
as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Take special note of anyone who does not obey our instruction in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed. Yet do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow believer. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is the distinguishing mark in all my letters. This is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17 says, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. God our Father, may you encourage the heart of your child tonight. Strengthen them in every good deed and word. Thank you, Lord, for eternal encouragement and good hope. Let the words of these scriptures inspire hope and faithfulness in this listener so that this hope will shape the way they live. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Now, let the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you as you abide in Christ.